While we work at Microsoft, this podcast is independent of Microsoft and implies no warranty or guarantee of the products or services. We will not be sharing anything confidential, and we do not represent the opinion of Microsoft in any way. We are just two passionate guys that love what we do implementing Microsoft devices and services. Five, four, three, two, one, go! Welcome to the Device Pros Podcast. I'm Frank Pinto, and my co-host is Alfred Ojuku. This show is all about our experience as consultants implementing Microsoft solutions around the world. If you're already an IT pro or you're trying to get started, you've come to the right place. We will discuss tech success and failure in the show, resources, tips, tricks, and everything in between. You can find us at www.thedevicepros.com, on Twitter and Facebook as The Device Pros. Hold on to your surfaces. The episode is about to begin. Hey there, and welcome back to another Geektastic episode of The Device Pros. My name is Frank Pinto, and I'm joined by my famous co-host... Alfred Ojuku. Alfred Ojuku. What's happening, brother? Ah, didn't hear the sounds. What happened to the noises? Let's try that one again. And joined by your famous co-host, Alfred Ojuku. That's more like it. That's more like it. Wow. <laughs> that crowd loves you, man. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, this is a momentous occasion for us here at the Device Pros because this is episode number 25. Whew. Well, let me let me say it again. I'm not sure if the if the crowd heard that. This is episode <laughs> number 25. Oh, there they go. There they there go. There we go. They're See, excited you guys, now. You have to understand our, our our audience is very much involved in what we do, and and we're looking for you guys that are newcomers enjoying our sessions. We want you to also clap, even if you're sitting in your living room or at home. Just go ahead and give a clap out and say thank you for this. This is very helpful for me. Absolutely. If you're streaming this in your in your vehicle over your Bluetooth, maybe, and uh, you know you're driving along, don't don't clap while you're driving. But if you happen to be at a stoplight, give it a good you know good applause. Maybe a you know and uh, you know just just watch the people around you as they stare and think. Wow, Wow, that guy is nuts. There you go. All right. Well, let's dig into the meat of this episode. Last time around, we talked about uh, something called ECS, the Enterprise Cloud Suite. And I mentioned during that episode that we wanted to talk about, well, really, we need to sort of clarify a few things. Um, there's some entry points into a conversation that... that uh, my team has been able to identify recently um, just through lots and lots of conversation with customers and partners. And then there's also the discussion about what is enterprise mobility and what does Microsoft mean when we talk about enterprise mobility? So let's uh, go ahead and, you know, let's go ahead and kick it off and dig into this. What, what are your thoughts, Alfred? Well, I think, yeah, I think you bring up a really good point and we, we hear the term enterprise mobility in the workforce and we hear it out in, in the consumer world. And we, we're really here to try to, you know, do our best in defining it and making sure we understand how it fits into your day-to-day -day experience of managing devices, et cetera, et cetera. Enterprise mobility is, you know, from my perspective and how I've seen it, it's sort of these the idea that you have a number of tools and processes and procedures that you can use to manage the proliferation of devices within an organization and also within the consumer space, depending on how that gets sort of integrated from a BYOD perspective, PCOIT, 
perspective, enterprise mobility embraces all of that and sort of gives you that solution on how you can become a mobile workforce and at the same time manage those devices and users and experiences that the users have. All right. So I think that that actually speaks exactly to one of the things I want to talk about today, which is the level of maturity and the different levels of audience that we have within our customers. So to me, that sounded very much like an IT pro explanation of what enterprise mobility is. But really, I think there's two more audiences that we can identify with. And if I were to give my, you know, somebody said, hey, Frank, what's enterprise mobility? I would basically say enterprise mobility is taking the tools and the intellectual property and the digital assets that you have, providing them to your end users on devices either that you choose or devices that you allow your end users to choose securely from anywhere. So that would be my description of enterprise mobility. And I feel like that fits well with the IT decision maker and IT pro audience. Right. So I think what we're saying is that depending on where you, where you sit in your organization and how you view devices, you might have a slightly different understanding of what it is. But at the, at the end of the day, depending on your function, there is a definition around what enterprise mobility is mobility is and how it's consumed by you, the administrator, or by you, the consumer. Okay. So let's talk about conversation entry points. The first one we'll talk about is the business decision maker conversation entry point. Regularly, if we're working with a business decision maker, first of all, almost every business has some level of enterprise mobility already. Absolutely. Whether they have, you know, VPN solution, direct access, whether they provide some services over SharePoint externally or Office 365, almost all businesses we work with have some level of enterprise mobility. Now, as we talk to business decision makers, you know, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, they're really concerned about three things. One is how can they increase revenue? The second is how can they decrease costs? And the third is how can they make themselves more valuable to their customers? So really those are the three main concerns that a CXO level individual might have. And that's what we mean when we say a business decision maker. It's really a CIO, a CEO, uh, a CFO. Those are their concerns. So in other words, it would be someone that is looking at their organization and their organizational shape, structure, and growth and, and trying to make an educated business decision on how to kind of move forward into the 2015 and, you know, uh, V-next of any device solution or, you know, operation solutions within the organization. Yeah, I don't even think that it comes down to device solutions or operation solutions at that level. Really, the conversation is more like, you know, they, they want to do something transformational. They want to do something better and faster than their competition. And they, you know, they come to Microsoft asking for help or maybe not even Microsoft, but other other providers as well or Microsoft Mark, partners. Can you elaborate a little bit more on yeah. the term transformational? Because again, that's a very key point that you make there. Yeah. The transformational, what does that mean as okay. an organization? This is the business decision maker, the CXO entry point of conversation. The first thing, I'll give you a great example. Uh, what we hear a lot of times, and while it's different depending on the manu uh, the industry of this particular customer, we hear a lot of BDMs asking us to do something we're calling clipboard replacement. So here's a really good example. Imagine that you are 
a uh, individual on a manufacturing floor and you have lots of papers that you fill out to do QA checks and inventory checks and all the things that you might have on a clipboard. So by taking that information and making it digital on a digital device, you can become far more efficient and far more flexible. So you might be able to put a barcode on a particular piece of inventory. You can scan that particular inventory item and then you can say that it's available or it's on its way to, you know, this particular department. And then you're waiting for something else that's going to go along with that device or that, you know, whatever that piece of inventory is. And now you're able to see real time, oh, you know, Alfred just marked that as quality checked and, you know, it's 100%, it's ready to roll. Whoa, so, whoa, whoa. So, so, and I think that's a great example. So could you also elaborate that and maybe give an example in a, in a hospital or a, you know, in a scenario where you are head of the hospital location and you're dealing with devices that have to manage users? Yeah. So, okay. So again, this conversation isn't devices that have to manage users, right? We don't really care at this level. The, the BDM doesn't care about the device. What they care about is the productivity of their workers, right? So in your scenario there, let's say that a person walks into a hospital We've all had to go to the emergency room at one time or another, and you walk in, you have to stand in that line. And the first thing they do is hand you a whole stack of papers, right? And so you fill out all the stack of papers, you bring them back up to the receptionist, and those papers go into, if you have an existing file, they go into that existing file, or, um, you know, they'll go into a new file. So right off the bat, you're filling out papers all over again. And then those papers go into the doctor for review and they into the the emergency room for review and they triage that those uh, cases and they you know can they have to look through all the files and figure out you know who is the most critical and they organize them and you know they start writing things I've seen it many times they'll write it on a whiteboard okay this one's critical this one's semi-critical this one you know is moderate whatever Imagine if you do this completely differently. Let's say, let's say that you have an end user fill out this information, maybe on a tablet or a kiosk, and they put their information in once. As soon as that information goes in, then that can be seen by a staff member or a doctor in the back. And they can triage that information and they can decide, you know, what to do with that individual. Now, before the individual comes back to be seen for treatment, the doctor has everything they need, all of their history, without having to flip through papers, uh, right at the palm of their hand in any kind of mobile device. You know, we're, I know, you know, you and I work for Microsoft, but we're not saying it has to be a Windows device. It could be an Apple device. It could be an Android device. Um, oh, so I kind of get where you're going with this. So the, the device is probably just an enabler, but what they're really after is that experience, accelerated experience, that unified experience of having access to information using, uh, within their organization that shows productivity within the organization. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Absolutely. So it makes things much easier and much faster for the people that work there, but it also makes things much better for the person who's coming and needs care because they're not having to fill out papers every time they show up, writing down the same information over and over. The doctor doesn't have access to the entire case, right? Let's say that, you know, it's a chain of hospitals and maybe they happen to be nearer to this one hospital, but they usually go to a different one. And so that physical file is located in a different mm. location, right? So well, I, you could I see major enhancements, major, um, you know, again, that comes to the BDM situation of how can they become more valuable to their end user? And in this case, as a patient, I'm the end user, right? 
So by not having to repeat everything and go through all my information, uh, that makes my experience that much better. And if I'm in an ER, you know, it's kind of a critical situation, right? There's a, there's a problem I need to have addressed very quickly, and I don't want to get frustrated with the experience. Okay. So I, again, I, I'm, it sounds like, you know, you're pretty much right on par and where the BDM is looking to do several things. One was, it sounds like, uh, allow them to sort of embrace the device choice. So no, the device is no longer the focus, but on ensuring that the service that they deliver as part of the workforce is done efficiently. You also want them to stay productive on the go with familiar uh, devices. Uh, I'm sorry, stay productive on the go, whether they're in the office or whether they're working with, with their, with their consumers or their customers, they have have that connected experience and have access to those applications that you have available. So for the BDM, from what I'm hearing from you, uh, from an enterprise mobility perspective, the the idea that they're after is how can I become more efficient as an organization? How can I enable my employees to do more and to be much more agile in terms of what they provide? Absolutely. I mean, we both examples that we gave there are enterprise mobility examples, but if you notice, both of those things happened within the boundaries of the corporate location, right? We're talking about hospitals, so we're in the hospital doing the work. And we talked about a manufacturing facility. We're actually in the business doing the work. Uh, we have another customer that is a financial customer, very well known, and they used a clipboard replacement scenario for their financial um, service advisors who would typically go out to an individual's home, have a stack of papers that need to be filled out, but wait, wait, wait. So I, I thought enterprise mobility was all about being able to have devices in your organizations and have them managed so that you know how many devices you have within your organization. Isn't that what that's all about? I mean, that's what all these solutions are out there giving you is a way to manage devices. Well, that's that's yes, that, but that's just a component of it. And right, we, mm. we talked about the three different conversation points. The BDMs, again, they don't care about management of the devices. They don't care about uh, what device it is. They don't care what technology it takes to make the scenario happen. What they care about is the result of implementing some technology that's going to make their business either more money, reduce cost, or make them more valuable to their customer. Okay, so you're telling me is if I went with my enterprise mobility management suite of choice mm -hmm. and I and I put that in place in my organization that I it, my goal in doing so would be to ensure that I uh, increase productivity um in the Yeah, see when that, you say it like idea? that, when you look at it like okay, we're just going to, you know, we're going to put something in to manage devices, that's only a piece of the story. That's not enterprise mobility, that's just device management. Something we're all very familiar with. Okay. All right. So let's, let's move forward from the business decision maker, the CXO conversation, and let's talk about the IT decision maker conversation. So a lot of times our IT decision makers will come to us and they'll say, Hey, you know what? We've just purchased Office 365 and we need to enable our sales force to be more productive when they're in the field. So the difference here is that the BDM conversation, they're looking for something that transforms their business. It's very abstract. It's very visionary. The technical decision maker is aware of some of the technical software that they have, maybe existing licenses that they have or existing uh, or licenses they wish to purchase to do a specific task, a, to provide a scenario to be a, a service provider to their end users. And in this case, it's to enable 
salespeople to be more productive while on the road. Okay, so I have a question. If I'm if I'm working with customer, who who's who is my target? Is it te- is it the technical guys or the BDM guys? What what should I be focused on? Well, it depends. Typically, customers come to you, and it depends on the audience that you're having the conversation with. If you're at the BDM level, it's typically, like I mentioned, this transformational conversation. If you're at IT decision maker, they almost always already have something in mind that they'd like to implement. And it's fine to go ahead and have that discussion with them. At some point, it's good to broaden the conversation and think about additional scenarios. I think the one thing that's really on technical decision makers' minds these days is that they are they understand that the paradigm shift has occurred and they are viewed as service providers to the business even though they're the same company they need to provide services to the business that help the business to be more productive so my concern though is going goes back to the idea that when we talk about enterprise mobility you're starting to bring in a lot of elements and obviously guys, you know, after I give my comments, feel free to clap if you like or or sure hooray and be excited. <laughs> but more more importantly is it opens up the window of conversation around what enterprise mobility is and what how do I actually provide a solution that in, that encompasses the 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 term enterprise mobility because when we start talking about it i mean you know another, a lot of business questions a lot of decisions come up that have to be made by the organization whether it's a technical uh, decision maker or the business decision maker on how they're going to implement the solution and how what's going to be best for the organization I yeah that that's the big it. that is the big paradigm shift right there you just nailed it in the past we know that it had its budget and it would implement new technology saying oh we're going to give our salespeople the ability to use email on their phones or we're going to give them a VPN solution so they can access stuff remotely. That's just providing a technical capability. And a lot of times businesses suffered, IT departments suffered because the business wouldn't adopt that new technology. The reason why is it didn't meet a business need. So by changing things where the business now comes to IT and says, hey, IT, I need my salespeople to be able to collaborate from the road, look at their inventory and place orders all remotely and securely. That is a service capability that they're providing, not just a piece of technology. Okay. Big difference. Okay. So very, very good point to make. So let's say, let's talk about our, I started to talk about it in the, um, you know, the BDM conversation, but let's take it down a level. So in our financial service provider discussion, if we started that conversation with a technical decision maker, let's say that they came to us and they said, look, our financial service advisors go out to the field. They have huge clipboards of information. It's all handwritten. They come back. It has to be translated. It has to be uh, scanned. It has to be, uh, I'm not translated, but transposed. Uh, you know, all those things, uh, all those things that have to occur. And it's not a great experience for our customers. What we want to do is enable these financial advisors to be more efficient and have the information they need at their fingertips. So that is a discussion from typically a technical decision maker. They have a scenario in mind. They know what they're trying to target. It's based upon a business need because they've probably had a discussion with their business decision makers who have said, hey, what are you doing to help make our business more productive? So that's the technical decision maker. 
Then we go down to the IT pro level. And the IT pro level is a conversation we all know and love all the time, which is, hey, uh, Windows 10 is being released and we're gonna, uh, we want to deploy it. Help us do that. That's the product implementation. That's not really enterprise mobility. It's not really a scenario. It's just, hey, we need to manage devices and we bought Intune. Help us, you know, help us deploy Intune. So those are the three kinds of discussions based on the maturity, really, of the customer. Maturity of, one, product implementation, two, scenario enablement, and three, business transformation. I really like how you position that. And I th it sounds like what you're saying. And I think one that you, you sort of said, but not, you know, I think I, I might be able to help bring it out a little bit, is, one, know your organization. And who knows your organization better than the business decision makers and the technical decision makers? Yep, that's right. Determine which ones are mobile, who's, who's part of the mobile workforce and who may be part of the, you know, the, the main workforce that's actually in, in the office and be able to identify what their needs are. And I, I know a lot of the offerings that are provided give you that distinction between what, what's needed in different scenarios. Okay. If we take a step forward, I think a lot of people think about enterprise mobility. When Microsoft talks about it, they think about two things. They think Microsoft is talking about two very specific things. So what we're going to do here, Alfred, is we're going to put some time on the clock and you are going to try to guess what two specific things we have, our customers tell us when Microsoft says enterprise mobility, <laughs> we think of these two things. Are you ready? Who is we? Well, you're going to be the guesser and I am going to be Alex Trebek. Oh boy. All right. So here we go. Two, time, time starting on the clock. Alfred, you tell us what are the two things that we find our customers think when Microsoft says enterprise mobility go? I would say they think of uh, devices, uh, devices managing the cloud, uh, Windows devices. Oh, uh, we got one of two. Or judges Windows say one devices, of two. Uh, mobile devices, Intune, access to Intune. No, no uh, not quite there yet. Um, MDM, uh, com configuration manager. Well, I'm sorry, Alfred. Our judges have ruled that you are able to select one of two, but that won't be enough to move to the lightning round. <laughs> <sighs> so was close. What, you were close. You got you got 50% of this one. So what our customers have told us when Microsoft says enterprise mobility, they think that we're talking about two very specific things. One is Windows 8, and the other is Windows Phone 8. That's what they think that Microsoft means about enterprise mobility. And the reason why they think that is because that is classic Microsoft. Uh, we would go to our customers. We would talk about Microsoft products. We would tell them that competitors' products uh, need to be replaced. And they were getting really frustrated with that. Now, about a year ago, um, when Satya Nadella took over as CEO of Microsoft, he came out with this phrase that we all know and love. Everyone's heard it. It's called mobile first, cloud first. And that is the hey. motto of Microsoft, right? Yep. All right. So what that really meant and the changes that have happened at Microsoft is that we understand businesses have already made significant investment in other technologies. And when you talk about enterprise mobility, that's not Microsoft enterprise mobility. We're talking about complete enterprise mobility. So embracing the fact that customers have existing investments in uh, other ecosystems, iTunes, Android, BlackBerry, we need to be able to provide a solution which encompasses the entire enterprise mobility story. So 
as I have mentioned on a previous podcast, I am a global sales lead for Microsoft Consulting Services in devices and mobility. So I, I have a really unique position to hear from not only our internal people where, you know, where it is that they're struggling having, you know, the right conversations with our customers, but also with the customers directly from the customers to me, you know, where they're struggling and, and they, Microsoft, unfortunately, has had this reputation, you know, of Microsoft or the highway, right? Well, that's really changed. And and what we're saying is bring what you've got. We'll help you manage those things. We'll help you make your customer, uh, your end users more happy, more successful, more productive. And we will make you more endeared to your customers by encompassing what you've got and giving you an end-to-end solution. So there are some competitors, that provide information or provide management tools or they provide information security, uh, information protection tools. Um, but what we find is that they're all bespoke solutions. So, for example, let's say that you choose not to use Microsoft in this scenario. You would have to pick two to three different vendors to get the entire enterprise management solution together and be able to provide that as a service provider to your end users. Microsoft is the only company that has the end-to-end story. We're talking about access and identity management. We're talking about digital asset and information protection. And we're talking about, what's the, what's the last one, Alfred? A mobile device management. Or, you know, yeah, exactly. Just managing those devices. So, and, and, and I want to actually take it a, a step further and say it in a, in a slightly different way. But, you know, again, it means the same thing. The important piece is you as an organization or within your organization, that question will come up. How do I do X, Y, Z? How do I make sure that the data that's within the organization remains protected when it, it gets transferred to another device? And these are scenarios that we, that Microsoft sort of takes on with their solutions and their platforms to ensure that data remains protected regardless of where it goes. Or, for example, how do I ensure I have a seamless experience when I'm accessing my data, whether it's in the cloud or on-prem and back and forth? So yeah. when we talk about identity and identity and access management, these are the solutions that get put in place that are part of the enterprise mobility that Microsoft provides to answer those questions. <laughs> so very important pieces to add. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. I mean that you know that's that's my viewpoint. Uh, again, we we mentioned at the beginning of the end of the podcast that we do not represent Microsoft's opinion in any way, but that is my opinion when we're talking about enterprise mobility and when I have the discussion with customers. This is the way that I have that conversation. It's at one of those three levels that we mentioned earlier, which is the CXO level or business decision maker. It's the technical decision maker level, and it's the implementer or IT pro level. And they're all interested in different things. So I think it's really important, um, you know, to dig into that information as a, you know, whatever whatever level that you are in your organization so that you can uh, help your company be more successful. One thing I also want to mention and adding on top of that is uh, the goal is, you know, the enterprise mobility is an ever-changing field. Every three to six months, you'll see new updates, new changes. And what we try to see is where uh, these changes are being encompassed and embraced as part of the evolution towards the cloud. Um, it's never just a one-stop shop. It's continuing to evolve as we go. So my suggestion to you as a, you know, as a listener, as a consumer, as a, a business decision maker, as a technical decision maker is 
don't be afraid to jump on board to kind of ride that that bandwagon and sort of experience the changes as they evolve and, and become what you really want it to, to be. I guarantee you, if you're able to figure out how to leverage technology to enable your business, you will be a hero in that business. Alfred, thank you very much. I'm going to ask our users again. We asked last episode, and I'm really making a big push here. Uh, I don't want to be in the, the number one technology podcast. We all know who has the number one technology podcast. Hey there, Leo Laporte. Thank you very much for Twit. We love it. Windows Weekly. Anyway, but we would like to be in the top 10, and that is all about our end users going to iTunes and giving us a rating. Uh, as we mentioned last time, please give us a good rating if you love what we do. If you hate what we do, give us a bad rating and send Alfred some hate mail. <laughs> I like hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining another great episode of the Device Pros. Alfred, as always, you're wonderful. Appreciate your input. And uh, we'll see everybody next time around. That wraps up another amazing episode of the Device Pros. We appreciate you tuning in and participating. We'll be back in two weeks with another incredible episode helping the technology community one podcast at a time. We want to hear from you, our loyal members, so please reach out on our website, thedevicepros.com, or The Device Pros on Twitter and Facebook. For now, be good to your technology, and remember, the NSA is watching. See ya! While we work at Microsoft, this podcast is independent of Microsoft and implies no warranty or guarantee of the products or services. We will not be sharing anything confidential, and we do not represent the opinion of Microsoft in any way. We are just two passionate guys that love what we do implementing Microsoft devices and services.